What's up, everybody? I'm David Hain. Welcome to episode 185 of the A to D from Addict to Disciple podcast. If you'd like to get our curriculum, you can get the paperback or ebook of From Ashes to Destiny on Amazon. Today's episode will be about making amends. If you want to listen to previous views on this topic, check out episodes number 131 and episode 44. When we come back, we'll get into this episode entitled, Forgiveness, What Do You Want? Welcome back to episode 185 of the A to D from Addict to Disciple podcast entitled, Forgiveness, What Do You Want? This episode comes as a result of a recent discussion I had with a man in recovery that I'm counseling. He was sharing his struggles he was having with a lack of forgiveness from his estranged wife. Here's what he had to say. David, even a criminal can get pardoned. It feels like I can't even get out on parole. She just keeps rubbing my past in my face whenever she wants. I just want to leave the past in the past and move forward. So let's start right there with his words where he said, a criminal can even get pardoned. So what does it mean to get pardoned? Well, from crimemuseum.org, they say a pardon is a method through which an executive authority legally forgives someone for a crime and reinstates rights lost post-conviction. Pardons are not an acknowledgement of wrongful conviction, just a restoration of the civil status the person had prior to conviction. That's a mouthful, but let's break it apart a little bit, because I think there's a key in that explanation of what a pardon is. It reinstates the rights that were lost and restores the status of the guilty person. As you think about forgiveness or making amends, let me ask you these questions from the idea of being pardoned. What rights do you hope to have reinstated to you? Is it your marriage, seeing your children, your job, whatever? What rights do you hope to have reinstated? And what status do you hope to have restored? Do you want the status of being dad, of being head of the household? Maybe to be a son in your dad's eyes. Do you want respect and dignity status restored to you? Well, are these hopes even realistic? On www.nolo.com, they have an article that's entitled, What is a Pardon? What Does a Pardon Do? And so that it brings up the question, does a pardon not forgive someone of their crime? And the answer is not typically. Pardons symbolize forgiveness for the crime, but they usually don't wipe out guilt or expunge the conviction. I think we've struck a chord here. We may approach our time of making amends with hopes of full restoration and reconciliation, but the other person may simply be saying, I forgive you, but I don't know that I can ever forget what you did. I'm not sure how I can ever trust you again. So, 
Maybe the legal term my friend should have used instead of pardon is exoneration. Well, Webster's Dictionary, if we look up the word exonerate, it says exonerate comes from the Latin verb exonerare, meaning to unburden. The verb combines the prefix ex, which means onus, or a load or a burden, and it, it's a, so it's X is with, onus is a load or a burden. So it's saying we're trying to deal with the load or the burden. And in its earliest uses, exonerate was applied to physical burdens. Like a ship, for example, could be exonerated of its cargo when it was unloaded. Later, it was used in reference to the freeing of any kind of burden including blame or charges of wrongdoing. If we go to the Oxford Languages Dictionary, it says exonerate means to absolve someone for blame, for a fault or a wrongdoing, especially after due consideration of the case. Can you hear the difference between exoneration and pardon? Exoneration is an act of removing blame. In a courtroom, it means the judge has overturned your conviction and dismissed all the charges against you based on new evidence. It means the court recognizes your innocence based on this new evidence. So, in reality, this level of forgiveness doesn't seem to fit making amends. In amends, we're making the step to try to atone for the pain or wound we inflicted on someone else. We're trying to correct the bad situation that we caused in someone else's life. So we try to make amends by apologizing. But it's hard to let go of our hopes for forgiveness and reconciliation and to approach amends from the standpoint of healing or freeing of the other person. I think the key for both sides of this to be fulfilled lies in the definition of exoneration. Blame is removed and innocence is declared based on new evidence. You got that. Blame is removed and innocence is declared based on new evidence. That's what exoneration is all about. So I want to challenge you to think about that area of new evidence for you personally. After years of minimizing, denial, rationalizing, blame shifting, all the stuff we do when we're asking for forgiveness but we're still caught up in our addiction, after years and years of that, what new evidence is there to show that you have changed? Are we still, you know, just that person saying, could you forgive me? Could you forgive me? Because we have our own motives there. We have our hopes for reconciliation. We have our hopes for restoration. We have our hopes to, to get reinstated as dad, as head of the household. We have our hopes to get our marriage restored, our our reconciliation with our children, whatever it is. And again, I say, are these hopes even realistic? 
So I want you to really think what new evidence is there in your life to show that you have changed? What transformation has taken place in you? Do you have a new set of core values that is fully evident? It's new evidence of the change in you, that you're no longer that guy that you were in your addiction, that you have been healed, you have been set free, and it's coming through in the character development that you went through as part of your recovery work. So I think the best new evidence is that you would answer the question, forgiveness, what do you want, by saying, I only want the person I wounded to be free from their pain that I caused. I want them to be healed from the trauma I created. And I truly, truly want them to feel whole again so they can enjoy a full life with happiness and peace. Can you get there? Are you there now? I think this area is key if you're working through amends so that your amends don't sound like the stuff that guys who are incarcerated do where we send letters asking for forgiveness and saying how much we changed and we end it by saying hey can you put 20 bucks on my store can you can you send me some money for phone calls it can we get to the point where we're truly saying, I'm sorry for what I did. I want you to be healed. I want you to be whole. I want you to have freedom from the pain of the past. And your happiness is what's utmost in this attempt at amends. And I accept whatever you feel you need to do going forward because it's all about your happiness, not mine. Thanks for listening to this episode of the A to D from Addict to Disciple podcast. If you were saying that's me as you listened, I'm in the middle of making amends and I don't know what new evidence I've got. Then re-listen to this episode and go back and listen to episodes 44 and 131. Use them as you talk to and work with your sponsor, your coach, your counselor, whoever's helping you organize your amends making as you go through steps eight and nine. Message me in the link in this podcast or by email at davidfromatod at gmail.com or go to my website www.fromatod.org and click on the contact page. I'd love to chat with you about what you're working on as you're organizing your new evidence. Tune in Monday for our next episode and as always, stay safe and stay resilient.